that's it. Like, I knew what I basically did was try and keep it slower. At Worlds, I got the pace going and got it wound up, but he's just got such a like high top speed that I just couldn't come round or couldn't, right. couldn't keep him behind. So I was like, well, let's try something different. Let's try and learn here. Yeah. And just left it slow, basically. And I was like, well, Harry's someone who's got great acceleration, but I back my acceleration yeah. as well. So yeah. I was like, well, let's just race acceleration rather than top speed and see if we can get it done. So I knew I will change something didn't know if it was going to work or not, but figured it wasn't a bad way to go. Yeah. And then, yeah, you cross the line ahead and you're just like, did that, oh, that really happen? Yeah, like, and the, that particular round, you got it you know, quite easily, you know? Yeah, it was a path of biking. Yeah. G'day, legends, and welcome back to the Press Room Podcast presented by Zwift. We are back with another little special Christmas episode for you guys. And before we get into the episode, I have to say huge thank you to Zwift, the title sponsor of the podcast. Now, you guys know how much I love Zwift. Look out for the new um, Urukazi map on the Bakuri Islands. So there's 20 more Ks uh, of brand new roads to explore on your Rico rides on Zwift. Um, yeah, if you're on there, checking those out, which is super cool. Or just get stuck into the criteriums, the racing, you know, if you're getting fit for summer. Um, yeah, it's a really good way to get out there and ride. And, and if you're time crunched, if it's just cold outside or you just can't be bothered putting on all your kit, get on the Ergo and start exploring Zwift. It is just such an enabler for so many different demographics in cycling. So that's why I really love it. And I hope you guys try it out. You've got the 14-day free trial. Um, if you haven't given it a go, trust me. Once you do, even though it's summer for many of you Southern Hemisphere legends, even in summer, it is just absolutely awesome. So huge thanks to Zwift, and we've got some big plans lined up for the summer and for the rest of this year as well, but we'll share those when we kick off the season proper on January 1st for the podcast. Now, today's episode, Matty Richo, he's back in town for WA for a couple of days, managed to catch up with him this morning for a little brew shop. We know Matty loves his coffee, as do I. Sat down, we went to Blacklist Coffee Roasters, so um, shout out to them, they put a pretty pretty good brew on. And uh, look, we had to chat about the UCI Track Champions League, and um, you know, when it comes to track cycling, I think this is really the only competition outside of World Championships, Commonwealth Games and Olympics, that you want to be watching and paying attention to when it comes to track cycling. And for the sprint, we had the two biggest go head-to-head. Harry Levason, the defending champ and the current sprint world champion, was there again. And last year, he just wiped the floor with everyone. No contest. It was kind of boring. But this year, well, Matty Richo was in the in the picture. And we saw throughout the year that Richo was getting closer to Harry. Pushed him into the final uh, at the world champs in the sprint. Of course, they won the team sprint. Go Aussies with Tom Cornish as well. And um, they're getting closer, but Richo really on a great trajectory. And he was motivated to take on Harry and see if he can dethrone him. And spoiler alert, he did. So we sat down to talk about that, talk about the whole competition, really. You know, how you get selected, um, how you sort your sponsors out, sort of the differences between, um, you know, the Track Champions League versus a World Cup or a Commie Games or an Olympics. Um, There's lots of differences there that Matt details. And yeah, we just sort of go into the mind of, of Richo throughout that uh, Track Champions League series and um, get a taste for it. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. And if you're listening for the first time, first of all, welcome and make sure you subscribe. 
But if you're listening for the first time, and also current listeners, I'm very sorry. The audio, not my best. I was playing around with the uh, with the um, the what are they called? The Bluetooth microphones, and a little bit distorted. Just had the gain up a bit too high, so it is a little bit distorted. But it shouldn't deter from the conversation. And I hope you guys can forgive me and enjoy this episode so legends i'll leave that with you time to get stuck into the episode maddie richo the best sprinter in the world as it stands according to me and also according to the uci track champions league all right legends see you on the other side UCI track training. Yeah. Like, yeah. How does it work with the selection? Like, do they just call? Do you just get a call one day and say, "Maybe we want you"? Or? So basically, probably about four, three, four months out from it, they yeah. send out like an application form to kind of a widespread oh. people. Kind oh, of, sure. everyone can kind of apply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put your details in, whatever, whatever. Kind of start the process, mm-hmm. and then six athletes get pre-selected. So I don't know if that's every year, but it was this year. So. Yeah. Um, there were five wild cards and the previous winner. Okay. So yeah. each previous winner gets pre-selected for the for the next one, yeah. and then they pick five wild cards, huh. and that generally gets selected off the World Cups. So I had a couple of good results you at, did, at Glasgow yeah. Milton World Cup. So and obviously comments as well. So I got um, got picked up off the back of that. So yeah. I was one of the six, and then the rest get picked from the World Championships. So you know, like super late. Oh, so shit. yeah, because there was only three weeks after the World Championships. Then you know. Uh, it started. So, so people like Tom, for example, yeah, yeah. only found out like, the last day of Worlds. And then was like, okay, cool. I'm staying in Europe then. Yeah, you know see, I mean? you're like, see. not sure if you're going to fly back to Australia. Uh-huh. For the European guys, it's not much different. Yeah, but, it's fine. but for people that are outside of Europe, you kind of don't know if you're going to fly back home after Worlds or, or stay Because the end of Worlds is like, that's, would you usually just wrap the season up after that? You usually just wrap it up. I mean, like, we all went on holidays and whatnot, yeah. but that was because we were kind of. I mean, I was pre-selected, but Tom, Tom and Christina, they yeah. didn't know. So it was like, well, let's book a holiday. And if we get selected, then we will still be in Europe and yeah. we can do it regardless. And if not, then you do the holiday and you go home. But yeah, so it's, it's a bit of a stressful process. But I mean, they want the 18 yeah. best yeah, of the best. Yeah, yeah, so they yeah, wait yeah. until the best competition of the year to pick it. <laughs> it's a good you know way to do it, though. You yeah, know? for sure. And then like, that, thank you so much, bro. That's Thanks. flat white. Cheers. There you go. Thank oh, you. Look at that. Waters. Oh, wow. Oh, mate. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks. Did were you thinking about the Champions League early, like throughout yeah. the season? Because you, did you watch the first season? So I watched the first season yeah. at like three AM or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said that a couple of times when I was over there, but like me and Tom were were living together at the time. Or what? Maybe we weren't. Maybe we weren't living together at that point. But he'd come on over. Yeah. At like 3am and we'd so sit like on the couch and footy. watch it together well the production level of it was so good so that's good, what eh? I was surprised yeah. I was like I think when I was talking to Kel um, he said that uh, I think he mentioned when their little briefing before they started that they yeah. mentioned how long a deal Discovery yeah. had rolled it out for yeah. like 8 years or I think it was 2029 or something like yeah, that yeah that's yeah, a yeah. long deal and you're like whoa yeah. that's a bit of money behind yeah. that and then when you see the first year even just the YouTube highlights or well, GCN yeah. highlights now yeah. but like you knew it was going to be fucking elite. Yeah, it was sick. Yeah, it was so sick. And like I said, like we watched it at three AM, and just wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. From, from that day on, basically. So that was like a big goal of mine. Obviously, I had other goals like worlds and, yeah. and commies, commies and stuff and like that. Yeah. But after all that, it was it was yeah. to, to ride a Champions yeah, League. So yeah, I pushed pretty hard. Like I emailed them like early, 
Oh, basically, as soon as I won in Milton, I was like, yeah, nice. what's the go with selection for the Track <laughs> Champions League? You yeah, know? Yeah, I, yeah. I wanted to have time to get sponsors and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, it's, it's really hard to do. So, um, yeah, That's I just wanted smart. to know what the situation was and kind of get my foot in the door. And yeah. Well, what's the deal with the... I just completely forgot about that. With the individual sponsors, you obviously had PM, yeah. um, or Pedal Mafia. Yeah. Man, the HQ. Yeah. Only about yeah. a <laughs> kilometre away from here. I'm going there after this. Actually. Oh, like that? Yeah, sick, sick, sick. There yeah, you go. Yeah. And then you had, um, uh, well, not a sponsor, but more of a, um, you know, promoting the A Million yeah, Dreams for Jazz, jazz which is yeah. amazing. So yeah. um, people over the East, I think a lot of people in Australia would have known about it now. Yeah. Um, jazz McGough uh, had that terrible injury, really nice yeah. junior track rider. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was really cool to have. Just trying to raise much more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Good to have I mean? her like on there. Well, like it's a big, it's a big stage, you know what I mean? Like yeah. last year they got somewhere like 250 million views over the whole whole yeah. series watching yeah. it. So I was like, wow, this were, is a perfect platform to, were to put that out there. people asking you about what the hashtag was or? Um, I got a little bit, um, like I, cause I actually had my three sponsors already. And yeah. that was like a fourth okay. sort of yeah, addition yeah, yeah, to yeah, the yeah. skin suit. So I had to ask to, to get it, it on there and that kind of led into raising some awareness of, of what it was. And yeah, people came up and asked what was going on and Christina yeah. Vogel yeah, yeah, reached yeah, out of course, to me and asked, course, and asked what, what it was all about and then yeah. she ended up putting a couple of stories up so yeah, yeah that kind of boosted it a bit. I it's think. good so, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So I good. just hate hearing those stories man like it's my worst nightmare any yeah. of like those ones or like yeah. uh, like King Hit ones any of those yeah. ones where it's just it's out of your control it's just you fall yeah. a different certain way yeah. and you you know yeah, but it's anyway. Awful. It's awful. So back to the sponsors like how yeah. does it work um like, do you have to bring on the sponsors to fund your entry sort of thing? No, or? so we get we get start money, and the Aussies or non-European countries get more than the European ones. Yeah, so that basically is to cover flights. Beautiful. So all accommodation's paid for, unless nice. you want to stay extra days. So it's more like day before race day. and You and get day before race day, yeah. post one more day? Uh, well, you get the night after racing, and then you leave on the, on the Sunday. Okay, sorry. Uh, yeah. So then non-European people get more accommodation so they fly event to event because obviously if you're in Europe you go home yeah, and you go to the next race yeah. whereas say Tom for example would go to Mallorca then he'd go straight from Mallorca to Berlin and like at that hotel right, so he's, he gets extra accommodation mm -hmm, for that mm -hmm. so we get start money to cover flights and the sponsorship is more just extra on just, top they, I mean I love it I mean they're just like this is a massive thing, but we also want to give you an opportunity yeah, yeah, to yeah. make even more money. Yes, you know good. what I mean. Yes. Like, it's not just like we're the ones in control. Yeah, of, they you know take what I mean? all like, the. Hey, do what you want. You know Excellent. what I mean. Three sponsors, like have a crack. Like. Especially for track cycling too, because yeah, like sure. you know, it's not like um, well, it's just different. You know, and that's yeah, that is the big platform. I mean, yeah. that's going to be um, having your. I mean, this year and then every year, that'll just be more and more and more yeah. what you can request to have on there. So you had Pedal Mafia, who were the other two? Velobike. Oh, Velobike, they're Velobike, the yeah. mobile mechanics. No, Velobike make um, like cycling components. Oh. So they're, they're, he's, yeah, he's making some really cool stuff at the moment. He's doing a bit of work with us as well. So he makes like, I guarantee like 90% of sprinters in Australia are running his stems. The chain rings and, and stems. chain rings and like oh, he makes good chain rings. Like I was running his chain rings. Huh. Um, I have a couple of his stems that I was trialing out different lengths and that kind of thing. He makes bars, frames. Oh shit! Like, yeah, definitely. Anybody listening to this, check it out. It's, Velobike. Uh, it's just velobike.com. 
Uh, .NZ, I think, because right. obviously it's a new Zealand you company. Get your 80-tooth chains. Yeah, mate, he's got, he's got it all. Like, any, <laughs> anyone that's into track cycling, yeah. he's got anything you want. He's even got, like, little um, gear chart cards that are the size of, like, a credit card. Oh, and it's just a nice it. piece of stainless steel, I think it is, maybe it's aluminium, but it's just all engraved on there. It's, like, that's kind of cool. Little, like, like, some special tools, like a 15mm spanner that's yeah. just endless, like, it's just got a nice handle just on it. super like, nice, yeah. yeah. Ah. Just things like that, kind of, like, bespoke. Like you like that there. stuff, I really tools like and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I hit him up and he was keen to work with me, which was awesome. Yeah. And then I had um, a French guy who makes custom cycling shoes. Oh, what's his name? MG Customs. MG Customs. MG Customs, yeah. So he's he's from France, so um, he makes different types. He, like most custom track cycling shoe builders, he came from, say, inline skating or like speed skating, oh, where nice. they have like the biggest sort of boots with the skates on. So they have custom shoes for that and they kind of morph into, well, can we do track cycling as well? So he's been doing the whole French team for, for quite a few years, I think. Was it you, I might have been you who I saw, were you dipping your feet in like a yeah. mould? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was you, right? yeah. yeah. Oh, so cool. they mould, he moulds it with plaster in two parts, so there's like a bottom and a top, All right. and then it's easy to get your foot out, and then they kind of slot back together like a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, right. And then you pour plaster into that, yeah, which creates a positive mould, I think it's called, and then, um, and then basically you just have your foot in plaster and, and then it'll make the shoe around. They around like wrap the carbon yeah. around and all that. There's, there's some new guys coming onto the scene that are doing it slightly differently with like 3D scanning and printing and that sort of thing. Oh, but nice. this is the pretty, pretty standard sort of foolproof way to get it done. So yeah, I mean, I got custom shoes for the Tokyo Olympics. So it's just basically a carbon sock yeah. and it's unbelievable for power output. Wow. Like the difference it makes is, is incredible. And I basically from then on was like, I'm never riding a Bond ever again. Wow. Like I was just wow. like, this feels incredible. Like, cause it's, it's, it's the same amount when you push as like a Bond or anything like that. I mean, people have made pretty good carbon soles, yeah. but it's the pull. It's the pull, really? It's oh, the pull. Okay, cause, so, cause the not... pull is just as stiff. Like it's just yeah, so Yeah, 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 okay. A Bond is basically just like a sneaker on top. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just leather with laces and, and that's about it. So. I mean, bonds, I had bonds for quite a few years. Yeah. But the more powerful you get and the faster you go, the more gain you're going to get uh -huh. from, from a carbon shoe. And obviously, they're a bit more aerodynamic as well, which, yeah. which helps, but yeah. not in it for the aero, it's more the fit. And I have pretty wide pancake feet, so if I get in a bond and like strap them up, yeah. pretty tight. it um, just crushes my feet. <laughs> so having having just a better fit yeah. and my feet not going numb in sprint rounds and stuff like that is, uh, helps a lot. So yeah, they were my sponsors and they're kind of guys that can it's not just all about money, you know what I mean? Like with him, it was about, well, how can I? Yeah, they're obviously helping I you with their product. Improve and cycling, continue yeah. to, you know what I mean? My, my ones that I had for Tokyo aren't gonna last forever, so it's kind of having this continued mm. sort of supply of these these mm -hmm. custom shoes that can keep and me I'm going sure for a few years. You'll be able to give them like feedback on all bits and pieces of their exactly. and Exactly, and I've had Simmons, which are, he's the guy who does all the British ones oh, yeah. from sort of day one, so he makes a good shoe, so I have his to kind of compare off of with any other guys that I get made, so kind of see what what the best what the best option is. So yeah, I'm excited to work with him, and um, I'm getting a really nice pair. It's just all white, so I'm getting two pairs, full carbon pair, like yeah. race pair. Nice. And then I'm getting like a training pair because it's the the carbon full carbon ones kind of get a bit banged about in training if you're constantly on them every single day. Okay. Your little chips and but would you not have the, the training sort of shoe as like as structurally as the same as well, the other one or? That, that's what I'm going to test. So I've got a leather upper training shoe. So it's similar, like it, it would look like a Bond for example, right. but it's so much like he came and showed me a shoe and it like, you grab the heel and you grab the toe and it just 
doesn't move. It's so <laughs> And if you're all doing that, yeah. then you know it's not moving. I was like, all right, let's have a crack at this. Yeah. Um, and I'm getting it plain white, and I've got um, like a rainbow band accent oh, on, nice. the, on the tongue as nice, well. So nice, 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 nice. Try and, try and make a cool pair of shoes out of that. Yeah. And, and rock them in training, so. But nice. if, if they're not as stiff as what I feel like I want them to be, then I'll just ride them to the brew shop on the weekends or whatever. Hey legends, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Maddie Richo so far and plenty of juicy stuff on the back side of this little mid-roll special. But uh, just wanted to say a big shout out to our new summer sponsor, which I'll be launching properly in a couple of weeks' time. But our new summer sponsor is Cyclic. Now Cyclic make the dash cam for cyclists. Check out their website. Um, it really shows you exactly what they do, but basically a camera that looks after you on the road, a camera and a light combination, and not just a camera that runs out after two hours. I'm talking seven, eight hours of battery life while recording and acting as a light, and recording in 1080 as a minimum with great stabilization. So if you need to capture any details on number plates or anything like that that happens out on the road on any incidents, you've got it. This camera just, well, the dash cam for cyclists that really is what it is but they've improved the the video the stabilization and the battery life so much in their recent models um, of the fly 6 and the fly 12 the rear and front mounts the video has improved so much that they're actually i would say now better than gopros for filming footage on a bike whether you're doing gravel cycling whether you're doing criteriums or just your your little local bunchy these cameras record incredible footage, and I, if you like me and you like to record your races and um, you know that sort of thing, or just your riding in general for any cool scenery or footage, these things are elite. So check them out. There is going to be a discount code coming in the summer as well, so you'll be able to get them for a little bit cheaper and support the pod. But uh, in the meantime, check out their website, see what they do. They really make incredible products. So um, yeah, big thanks to Cyclic, and uh, well, let's get back to Maddie Richo and I at the brew shop. It's really interesting, when I was driving over here, I was thinking about, I was like, oh, you know, personal sponsors, I wondered if you had any outside of the UTCL as well. Um, and like, yeah, I just completely forgot that you could bring ones in. That's yeah. a really good platform. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I was so excited after the World Cup, yeah, you know, <laughs> in Milton. Yeah, yeah, yeah Milton, yeah. you know, yeah. and then I. Because that's when we did the first podcast, wasn't it? It was after that. I think so. Yeah, yeah. No, between I, Milton and Commies. And then, and but the run into Milton, you had some like really good results. Yeah. Like, oh man, he's coming big time, you know. <laughs> and then like Milton was like, oh yeah, there it is, and like you're just getting started from there. Yeah. And then, uh, and then of course, um, at the Worlds, taking sprint. Yeah. From the Dutch. The team sprint, yeah. Team sprint, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I read something was like the first time they'd been beaten in like I yeah, think that was a gonna be long their, time. That was going to be their fifth in a row. Yeah, fifth in a row yeah, so plus like Oshies and then obviously the gold stuff yeah. like. Because New Zealand won three in a row and that was like crazy. Yeah, the Dutch had already won four at that point and yeah. they were just going for a fifth. So. And then you dethroned them and then obviously yeah. you went into the final against Harry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah. that was getting to the final yeah. and I was like I was licking my lips. I was like because <laughs> last year the UTCL like. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't really have much competition there. Yeah. He was just yeah. steaming on stuff. Oh, he charged it last year. Yeah, yeah and then yeah, yeah. when you got to come together, I'm like comparing it to um, like heavyweight boxing. Yeah. You know, when the top of the top, they're so like, just there's another level to everyone else. And yeah. they're, 
you know, sometimes in cycling, even in track cycling, you don't actually get to see the best of the best compete against each other. Yeah. You know, like we... Yeah. So getting that platform of like six weeks in a row, I've seen you guys go head to head, and you won every <laughs> yeah. sprint event between you both. Yeah, yeah. So no one else won a single thing, <laughs> which I didn't realize. I didn't think about it until someone said it to me afterwards. I just saw like, it so How did it feel to be the only two to win a single race, like yeah. any any of the sprint races? Yeah. And I was like, oh, did we? Like, but yeah. So I won three Kieran's, he won three sprints. Amazing. We got, we got second in. Uh, Two sprints and he got second in. in two and you Kieran's. started to get the Kieran's towards the end though, like the yeah. Last so it started half. with sprints. So I got him in the first two sprints. Yeah. And then he got me in the first two Kieran's. Mm -hmm. And then yeah, we just swapped basically. He beat me in the next three, and then I beat him in the next three Kieran's. So it was a really interesting competition. And I mean, it couldn't have been any closer. Like one point yeah. in it, final race, and a point one on the line. Oh mate, right. with that throw away and the throw—it's amazing with track soccer. You, you threw—it's—it seems like you're throwing so early, yeah. but like yeah, you timed it perfectly. Yeah. Possible, yeah, it was amazing. And to come down to that wire, and like yeah, having the like that sprint uh, might have been second round where you yeah. really got him from behind, you yeah. know, and got him looking the other way. Like yeah. it was just such a cool yeah. exhibition of what sprint, yeah. you know, the sprint between the two. So, yeah, sure. I guess. Um, when you got in the first time, first Marika. round, yeah, Marika, yeah, at the beginning, that must have felt amazing. Because would you? I'm sure you would have been confident in yourself that you'd be able to beat him. But until you do, right? Like, yeah, that's it. Like, I knew what I basically did was try and keep it slower. At Worlds, I got the pace going and got it wound up. But he's just got such a like high top speed that I just couldn't come round or couldn't, right. couldn't keep him behind. So I was like, well, let's try something different. Let's try and learn here. Yeah, and just left it slow basically, and I was like, well, Harry's someone who's got great acceleration, but I back my acceleration yeah, as well. So yeah. I was like, well, let's just race acceleration rather than top speed and see if we can get it done. So I knew I would change something, didn't know if it was going to work or not, but figured it wasn't a bad way to go. Yeah. And then, yeah, you cross the line ahead and you're just like, did that, oh that really God, happen? Like, yeah, and the, that particular round, you got it you know, quite easily, you know? Yeah, it was half a bike and yeah. whatever on the line. It reminds so. me of when you, we talked the first time and you said about your training, yeah. how you just try and change one thing at a yeah. time and you yeah. apply it in your racing. That's, yeah. that's same, so cool. Same thing. Yeah. I mean, same thing. I was like, this one, just simple, keep it slow. If I don't wind him up from the back, mm. he's going to be slow. Mm. You know what I mean? And if he, if he wants to wind it up himself, go for it. Let's go, yeah. Um, but yeah, I wasn't going to encourage a super high last lap, leave it down to an acceleration out of turn two and see what happened. So with the Kieran, Oh, like I have this assumption that, maybe, I mean, how, is, how old are you, 23? 23, yeah. 23, how yeah. old is Harry? 25. He's 25, okay. Yeah. I have this assumption that older riders just seem to be a little bit better in the Kieran, maybe because they've been training for longer, yeah, a little more length in the sprint. Yeah, maybe a bit like more aerobic that, capacity. Yeah, that endurance component of the sprint, yeah. you can call it that. And like, it seemed like you kind of figured it out towards the back half. Like, yeah. I don't know, like he sort of had it pretty, yeah. Um, sold in the first two, yeah. and then yeah, like how did yeah. you sort of? How were you thinking about well, the, the first one? The first one was interesting because me and me and Cornish had a bit of a plan. Oh, he did the lead yeah, out. Yeah, that was so good, mate. Yeah, we were like, because I, Kieran was first, and we basically just said like, right, whoever's in front of who, like let's let's do lead out. Yes. And Tom, Tom had had a bit of a two weeks partying on his on his Kentucky tour so he wasn't he wasn't coming into my office with just the coconut the sharpest, was, mate. yeah he yeah. wasn't coming in with the sharpest form yeah so it's kind of like right basically you get told your position before the race so we're not picking right? oh right so any sprint any Kieran 
they just go, you're two, you're three, you're, and it just speed, it basically it just speeds up the process, right? Yeah, they can yeah, just yeah, come yeah. over, it's just pre-organized, mm -hmm. like this is the position. It's all randomized. It's not, no one's deciding, yeah, 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 it's all yeah, randomized, yeah, yeah. but, so it, it doesn't make any difference, right? And they were like, I mean, someone sitting next to each other, they're like, Tom won. Oh no, Tom was, no, sorry, Tom was uh, three or four. Yeah, because you guys came around. Yeah, five, and I was like, I'm <laughs> literally behind him, like, this is perfect. And I was just like, just go. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? Just yeah, like, yeah. send it, tempo, like, the first, and just, like, start to charge. So it was working out perfectly, and I just didn't go quite early enough, and Harry just got, like, quite, on, quite yeah. far up on the hip. So we're battling each other in the corner, like, we're giving oh each God. other a bit of elbows, trying to hold each other up a bit. And then I've, I've ducked down and just tried to hold on and, and, and couldn't keep him. And I was like, that was nuts. Like, I had a full lead out. <laughs> I still couldn't hold him off. I was like, man, I'm going to beat this guy. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Maybe that was just, you know, played into his top speed, sort of, you know. It's, it's interesting because I finished third in that Kieran, and that was the worst result I had of the whole Amazing. thing. Amazing. I got a full lead out with Tom, and yeah. I just crumbled. Like, it was a bloody cool yeah. spectacle though, like two boys, like... Just charging yeah. on the front of the kid. Yeah. <laughs> first so, race too, it was the first part of the whole event. Yeah. Tom's just gone full lead out mode. Um, but I mean, I had, I had payback in the, in the final Kieran because yeah, Jeffrey and Harry were there together. And they, it wasn't as organised as what Tom and I had, yeah. but they're speaking to each other in Dutch next to me and I'm just sitting there oh, like... Yeah, shit. Yeah. What have they got planned? You know what I mean? I just <laughs> yeah. don't know. So, yeah, that was, that was an epic lead out by, by Cornetto, so... Cornetto. Cornetto, I love yeah. that. That needs to be his Instagram name. Yeah. It needs yeah. to change it. <laughs> just, just straight <laughs> it needs Cornetto. to change it. Cornetto. Chuck, Chuck Cornetto on the profile pic. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's yeah, so, so cool. It was top notch. But yeah, and then I guess after that, like, uh, what happened in Berlin? Berlin was good, but I just got stuck on the inside. Like, mm. Bodicher came round. I was behind Harry, mm. but just he he, he held that like on the hip mm. for like a whole lap. Mm. I was hoping he was going to die, half laps going, yeah, I was going to be able to pop out. True. But I couldn't come out until the home straight. So I managed to slither in for second and that was about it. Yeah, yeah. But, but finished, finished nose breathing because I've barely done anything, you know, I mean, it's just stuck on the inside, which is no fault of my own. But, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then from there, I kind of just, just kind of muscled it a bit more, left bigger gaps, had better vision, yeah. knew Bodicher was going to charge yeah, from yeah, the back yeah. and that sort of thing. So just learn as much as I could from the ones that I didn't win and and just try to try to implement. It's pretty good, like having racing, like so. Well, you know, just back to back to back. Like that would be the most close near yep. racing, both like on yep. the nights, but then also with all the rounds. Like you get this six-week block of racing, like yep. at the top level. It's good. It's not like world championships and then six months to the yeah. World Cup, and you've got to kind of refresh. You like, get to practice. You, know you get I mean? to it's just like yeah, same guys. You know what I mean? Every same week. guys. It's it's awesome. Like that's what I said coming in. I was like top five. And to gain as much experience as I possibly yeah. could. And like to race that. every single final mm. means I did the most amount of racing possible. Mm. So I had the most opportunity to learn as much as I could. And I definitely feel like I've learned a lot, yeah. which is good, yeah. yeah. Even, even from winning, like you obviously can learn more from when you lose, but it's just trying to, like a Kieran that I win, I go, well, what could I have actually done better? Mm, mm. You know do, I mean? do, do you watch them afterwards? And all? I try to, yeah, but again, like you've only got a week, so it's like by the time, you spend Sunday just on the couch trying to recover from the night before. Yeah. You're cracking back into gym training. So I, I play, try and play it back in my head um, and just think, kind of spend the next 20 minutes after the race, mm. kind of debriefing with myself on what I could have done better and then just almost leave it oh. until, the, until the next race. Wow. Otherwise you just end up stewing on it a bit yeah, too much, yeah, thinking yeah, you about gotta, it a bit too much. There's a limit, you know then I mean? you got to move on, eh? Yeah, for sure. Right. So how does, it, how does the, the inside of the track environment 
like the track centre compared to like a world champs or a comms or what's it's crazy. That's the biggest difference in this really? whole thing. Yeah, it's insane. Like you start and oh, there was this the music that they had to like introduce like the event like each night just gave me chills. Like, yeah. each sick. <laughs> like everything's like like it's annoying because it's like if I'm not quite ready yet and I'm still like putting my shoes on or trying to find things. I'm just in darkness. I'm just like flashlight on, <laughs> trying to shit. rummage through my bag and yeah, like, yeah, see yeah, where yeah. things are. Like, you basically need to get everything done, and then wait for the music. for that to start. Like, no going to the bathroom, like, because otherwise you just like hope you don't run into somebody. Oh, like, it's not that bad, but it's still like it's yeah. pretty dark in there. They project onto the track. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like 72 riders. Like, Looks so who's sick. Gonna win? Yeah, like, play the yeah, 3D yeah. bits on the TV. The so commentator's sick. really good as well. Yeah, he's got a good voice. Almost like a boxing match. He's the, um, what's the guy's name? I think it's like Michael Mark or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's got the, the ponytail. ponytail. Yeah, 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 he's, he's, he's got a great watch. voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's so he speaks French as well, so I think he's Canadian. Yeah. Possibly. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, because he was sure, at the Worlds doing some of the, um, well, the World Road Race, doing the, yeah, introducing, introducing all the rides at Tour de France and yeah. Um, yeah. that guy, yeah. We're top notch. So yeah, you got him, his voice belting around the velodrome, the projection onto the track, they have like, previously on track champions league you know what i mean oh, so it's like shit. and then they have the rate it's almost like it's happening like that's how it's projected like we're going around the track almost uh, like when they play the race so you can see that too yeah we just sit in the middle wow just every time oh. we watch it, I was like, sometimes i just sick. think it's just a post-production well like a live they screw it over the top of the over the um cameras but nah, it's I on there so like there. the stickers if there's any stickers left on the track they put like a wood colored sticker over the top of that sticker ah, so the green so screen yeah with yeah, the, yeah, with yeah. The production and then um yeah, but like we're there the day before and all the gears going up, like yeah. just tons and tons of, production. of um, projectors and camera gear and all sorts of stuff that goes up onto the ceiling. It's absolutely Put nuts. some coin behind it, eh? Yeah. And then they got the graphics, like um, before Mallorca, we spent a few days doing all the shoots. Oh, like the, the shots, you got like all that sort of stuff. You want yeah. a green screen, so they've got you up on the thing, being like Harry versus Matt, and it's like our faces with like graphic behind us and we're kind of just floating in midair. What's that like having you stuff up? I don't I don't see it much. I don't know. Like they kinda of play it it's like after the race. Yeah, so you yeah, kinda just say in the bin, right? Yeah. 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 So you just don't really see it much. I mean you can see yourself it's depending on the track and where the screen is, but you can see yourself like the camera guys in front of you and you can see yourself there on the big screen. Yeah, yeah. But it's cool. I mean and it's a cool race to go to. I mean at World Championships or Commies or World Cups, you're not really like waving to the crowd before the race. Like everyone's just dead serious. Whereas this, you just like, you know, yeah. appreciate the crowd and, yeah. and that sort of thing. And it's just less pressure and more fun. Yeah. But yeah, the honestly, it's like music pumping in there. They keep the crowd like more dark and the infield more dark as well. Mm. So the track is just highlighted. Mm. So it's just like a lot mm. of focus like on the track and gets rid of all the distractions. Yeah. And then- That's good there's a rider, right? At the start of like each heat or like a final, it's almost like a spotlight just on the start finish line. Everything else is dark. So the, like six guys that just, just lined up, ready shot. to battle, yeah, and just yeah, yeah, yeah. on the line, yeah. like just them. And then obviously as the bike's going, it's all light again. But and it makes it good as well. Like let's say the crowd's not 100% sold out. You don't know. You don't know. You can't yeah, see yeah. it anyway. It doesn't that, matter. It's that's, sick. Yeah, yeah. That can definitely put you off as a. As a it, it really as a increases the amount of focus and attention that's happening on the actual race. Yeah. Just having like other stuff. Like, and I don't. I think it's something that you could probably do at World Championship at, and at World Cups. Like, you don't really need the crowd that lit up yeah. or the infield super crazy, yeah. crazy lit up. So I think it's just good for good for track cycling and see 
maybe where other races can, can mm. make it a bit better for the crowd. And, uh, I, think that sort of I think they'll follow that model. It's like the 20 of cricket, though. bro. Yeah. Like what Big Bash did for cricket and like changed the game, just, and it's, like you said, it's, it's it's sped up, you got your numbers. It's quick. Yeah, there's no, right. you know, like track cycle, sometimes, you know, you <laughs> just sit in there waiting for the next race <laughs> and just like. Being there to 11 at the speed, though. Right. You know, like, yeah, you rock up at 9, they race until 11 p.m. at 9. That's yeah. It's three hours, you know, yeah. bang, bang, bang. I mean, the, endu the endurance stuff is good, but. I mean, a lot of the talk is like, it's mainly for the sprinters. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, we've got five rounds like it's of short, full gas sharp, racing. And that, yeah, that. And for the endurers, like, they struggled to actually get enough training in. Mm. So that's why they actually had, like, a points race before every round, about two hours before the doors opened. So they had a UCI points race. Oh. So you, you got UCI points for it. It didn't, it didn't contribute to the, tr yeah, the yeah, champs to that, league. But just, just like gave the enduros a bit more to do. Wow. So they gave them an 80 lap points race before, I think it was 80 laps, 80 or 100, um, before each each round, just to give them more to do. Because last year they were like, would race and then be like, well, I've got, next, got yeah. case to do on Sunday because I didn't do enough yesterday. Just get on the road bike. One, 120 lap points race, but yeah. Cornetto could probably win, so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said that to him. I said that'd be shit to today. Well, it's hard because it depends how it's raced. If it was steady and smooth, like fast but steady and smooth, like I reckon he would. Yeah. But if it's just attack after attack after attack, yeah, he'd um, he'd struggle a bit more. I reckon it's just the multiple accelerations. Yeah, but yeah I reckon yeah. like I mean we saw Mateus Bookley. Yes, that guy. Out, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. I was watching he him. Was I was like, this well. is sweet. It made me yeah. think, oh, how's he gonna go? Was... I was excited to see him race, and yeah. he was charging. Like yeah. he was going super well. And I spoke to him as well, and he's really enjoying it. Yeah. He's just enjoying the freedom of waking up and doing the road ride whenever he wants to, and that sort of thing. Not being super structured with coming into the gym, doing track at this time. You know what I mean? Which which sprint is pretty much yeah. it's pretty much like. So, but yeah, he was charging around. He was going real well. That was awesome to see. Um, but yeah, Tom was like, do you reckon they'd let me? race a scratch race and I was like no because you're just gonna <laughs> impede on all the standings <laughs> impact the outcome of the race oh, yeah, and the men ended up finishing on on even points it was just on countback so who took the who took it home Did um I think he's he's not Spanish he's not Sebastian Morale he, no, no he, he was time. even points it was the Swiss guy I think it is oh, okay. um he's pretty old he's been around for a while I can't remember his name it's a, it's a, it's a, it's not a super common name that yeah, I have yeah, in my yeah, head. Yeah. Anyway, super nice guy. Like he was stoked just for everybody afterwards, able to win us. Because I mean, he he was leading in maybe maybe London after sorry Paris, lost it in the first round of London, ended up winning it again back on on from Mora. And Mora last year had the same thing almost happen. So he got like some sort of relegation. That's right. He did he got yeah, relegated. Took it. Yes. So I mean, it wasn't a relegation this time, but he lost it again in yeah. like the last race. <laughs> But he seemed happy. He was like he Sebastian Morris. Cool, seemed, seemed, yeah, he was he's yeah. a pretty chill guy. Was there was there like a big after party for the whole event? Yeah, yeah. It was it was odd because it's like normally it's like athletes go out, right? It's yeah. like athlete staff do whatever they want at the hotel, whatever at the bar. Maybe they do their own thing somewhere else, but it's like it doesn't really mix. Whereas this was like. All the staff were there. Oh shit! Like Big party. Commissaire was there. Like the oh shit, the commies <laughs> are there. <laughs> I walked in and Chief Tom was like, "Let's keep going. What? Let's go." So yeah, it was sick. It was actually sick. So they basically just just hide out a bar. Yeah. It was literally like two minutes walk down the road from the um, from the accommodation. Yeah. Part of the Westfield there in London. So no, nah, it was sick. It was sick. That was a vibe. Right. Um, everyone's pretty like pretty good friends as well. Like. I, there's not really any sort of arrogant characters or yeah. anyone with sort of big egos. Everyone's pretty level-headed. It doesn't seem like the environment for it anyway, too. Nah. Especially if you're with each other for so many times. Especially in a Champs League as well. Like, it's just a bit of fun, you know what I mean? Like, there's big money on the line, but 
it's other than that, there's 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 nothing. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just fun. Just yeah. fun. Race racing. over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just race your bike, have some fun, and I guess just do whatever you can to prepare for the next season with, with learnings and and that sort of thing. But yeah, it was sick. The after party was pretty good. Oh, fucking yeah. Yeah. Had to be careful because it was like five nights in a row. I was like. Five nights in a row. It's like five, five weekends in a row of racing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the session is not five yeah, nights in a row. I was row. like, whoa, that okay. No, Sick. So five, five weeks of racing in a row. Yeah. Like, I was, uh, it yeah. was going to be a quick night if, yeah, I wasn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. if I wasn't careful. So yeah. I had to pace myself a bit. But no, nah, we all had fun and it was a good sort of send off. Yeah, that's sick. That is really cool. Yeah. Does, uh, cool. What do you do with the... Um, did you do you get the trophy or a version of it? No, I got it. You got the yeah, trophy. Yeah, so I got the trophy. So there's a big one. Like if you watch any of the presentations or any of the yeah, sort the big of dog. there's a big boy in the middle. It's on the pedestal. It's on the pedestal it's in the middle on, where yeah. the riders stand, whatever. And then we sort of get a mini version, which is sick because it's like solid steel, like it's heavy as. <laughs> like I think just the top bit weighs over five kilos. Like and it's, then the it's bottom dense, middle, yeah. and then you've got the bottom purse base glass yeah. bit. With like it's great like track champions league winner matthew richardson like you got your name oh, and stuff cool. it's sick so i've got it i've got it shipped back because i couldn't i didn't have any more luggage yeah and Does luggage, it luggage with qantas was like bro right, it was like 300 pounds every five kilos which is almost like 600 dollars that's not talking about this gonna cost me like 800 bucks to get right home. i, I know like, oh, better yeah. buy a seat for it eh? i'm just gonna buy a seat <laughs> yeah. stretch my legs out and have a trophy next yeah year. i think um, that's what jai had to do for his um for real? For his duo thing, yeah. You should have seen the size of that thing. In they a, didn't pay for it to get back? Oh, maybe they did. Sure. Yeah, in the big, wow. it had a big case thing. and I mean, it's been a couple of trophies at the Midland Speed Down recently, yeah. mate. Yeah, Pretty sure. sweet. That so must yeah. have been cool to Set go back. in the living room. It must have been cool to go back to Midland. Yeah, home track for sure. Yeah, so went there last Wednesday. I, I rocked up, landed at 1pm, I think it was, and, and went there. James must have been on to you. Yeah. Big James. Yeah. Big Buchanan, mate. Yeah. What a legend. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a good night. No worries. Thanks for, uh, you know, coming back on the pod. I had to get you, mate. I'm just, you know, big fan, you know. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. And seeing yeah. WA just yeah. kick goals, bro. Yeah, anytime, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legends, that's another episode of the Press Room Podcast done and dusted. Thank you, Matty Richo, for coming on the podcast, your legend. It was so good to catch up with him again, and I hope you guys enjoyed our chat today and learnt more about Richo and what it takes to be the best, you know, what it takes to be the king, the current world champ. Um, and, you know, follow Richo on Instagram and the socials and all that sort of stuff. Start watching the track if you're not into it or you haven't been paying attention because Richo is on his way to being the best in the world, okay? We've got the Paris 2023 Olympics in May next year and we're going to see them go head-to-head again and it's going to be an amazing show. So it's a really cool battle to see and it's actually lifting the profile track cycling, having two heavyweights at their best um, actually you know, go against each other in these peak events. But anyway, guys, we're back on the 1st of January, 2023. That's when the podcast starts. We've got a double guest on uh, the 1st. It's going to be really special. So until then, I hope you have a great Christmas, a great new year. And the TPR podcast, well, we're going to be back in a couple of weeks' time. See you soon.